grand rising soul fam it is your shaman your sister in spirit and your friend alicia dunlevy here and i really hope that this audio is easy to listen to i am on my morning walk and spirit is here and it felt really important to share some of these messages um with the community so here we we are um Today we are talking about really understanding what it means to heal the heart, right? In order for heart healing to happen, there does have to be a certain level of heartbreak, grief, um, hurt that happens. And so as beautiful as heart healing may sound, the depth of what is what calls for the medicine of heart healing is not. And beyond that, we can sometimes put more value on the healed version of the heart than the initial call, the initial need for heart healing in the first place. Now, value itself is not something that is tangible right now throughout time we have had groups of people we've had people offer us some ideas or make a stand for what they believe or they perceive value is and what we have the opportunity to recognize is that all of us get to choose where we place our values which is why um, a very important coaching prompt that I give a lot of my clients are, what are your values? (laughs) What do you value in this life? Because for some people, it might be financial abundance and success. And for others, it might be heart healing. That's what they value. Okay. So for those of you that are interested in continuing to cultivate and grow, I really offer that question up for you today, which is, What are your values and what do you value? Now, getting back into this understanding of heart healing and the value of heartbreak. So many times because heartbreak, loss, grief, um, right? If we're talking about heart healing, in order for it to heal, it has to be broken. So we can put a lot of emotions, a lot of negative emotions, a lot of negative perceptions on heartbreak because heartbreak within itself can be such a powerful experience. It can crack us open right to where our wounds are. And that is what I have discovered in my journey. There is nothing like good old heartbreak. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, right? I've had heartbreak by getting it, just getting into simple tiffs with my friends because I I just feel so deeply, you know, and I love so deeply. And many of us are like that. We are lovers. (laughs) And what can happen is, Maybe your parent says something that hurts your feelings or a friend does, or maybe you do have a falling out with a lover or romantic partner. Maybe something happens at work. Maybe you feel lack of value in other places of your life. And what it does is it cracks open 
um, the heart. Now, a beautiful visualization of this before we even get into that is that when you begin to feel your heart um, not being treated with love and kindness, we can become hard first, right? The, the, the heart is such a soft, yummy place to be. It's soft, it's warm, it's um, big, right? And whenever we begin to experience things, there are almost like, Spirit says, there's almost like stages to heartbreak. And the first stage of heartbreak is recognizing the ego coming up. And the ego, you know, is a big, is a big hot term. And a lot of people have a lot of descriptions of what ego is. But what Spirit is offering for you today is to recognize the ego as a feeling. Okay, so how do I know in heartbreak that the ego is present? The heart will become tense the chest will become tense stiff and the heart will feel small so it's not going to be big open warm and soft these are the descriptive words some that spirit is offering you today and the the stages of heartbreak are going to be a closed off feeling a hardness, a coldness, and a shrinking of the heart space, a stiffness. So when we get into that space of the heart being cold and hard and soft, there's a, there's a higher chance of heartbreak to happen, right? Because there's a lack of flexibility. There's a lack of uh, softness there. When we think about bridges and trees, there does have to be a certain level. Do, can they hold so much weight can they withstand so much wind absolutely they can and on top of that do they also have that that gift of being able to handle that kind of weight that gift of being able to handle that kind of pressure does not come solely from its strength and hardness and um, ability to be solid it comes from its ability to be flexible right there is strength in flexibility and in softness so when the ego comes and we begin to build up that pressure in the chest and it begins to get hard we're going to notice uh oh I am vulnerable for heartbreak here and that's beautiful right? Because now heartbreak just doesn't become this um, thing that is happening to us. Heartbreak becomes when we add value to heartbreak. The value comes in recognizing our ability to get a little bit deeper in self-awareness, in presence. It's like, ooh, I feel this happening. Okay. Right. And then we can go on whatever journey we feel called to go on in order to bring that softness back into the heart, bring the softness back into the chest, or maybe take the boundaries that are happening inside of the chest and begin to bring them out. <laughs> I love that. Right. Well, I'm not saying that the hardness that is happening inside of the chest is bad. And this is where we begin to minimize or lose some of the value is by saying things like, oh, 
my heart's getting closed off. Maybe I need to go into people pleasing. Maybe I need to ignore this. We add value to heartbreak by recognizing that we're getting more in tune with ourselves. Ooh, my, my chest is getting a little tight here. Something about me doesn't like this. And going into self-exploration, maybe bringing that, again, that tension from the heart space, bringing it outward and starting to create stronger boundaries, maybe some distance, maybe it's here to cause, right, if we said it gets cold, our heart gets a little cold, maybe we need to freeze time, (laughs) take a pause in time. So that way we can step back and really evaluate the situation in a way that we haven't done before. Okay, so these are just some of the things to keep in mind. The value in heartbreak is that we are able to now see our response to stimuli in the external world. Something happens, it causes you to get stimulated in a way that you realize you're feeling hurt and or aka triggered which you know i i that word for me now that it's getting used so much the lines of what a trigger is really just seem to get blurred right is a trigger something that um is big and happens based off of a major trauma or is a trigger are you defining a trigger as something just as an emotional reaction that happens because emotional reactions are natural they are a very pure natural part of life (laughs) but a true trigger is a lot bigger than that, right? It's a whole nervous system overload and takeover. Um, and in and if truly that is what's happening, you know, then I feel like that that word defines it a little bit better. But I digress, and maybe I don't. But I. <laughs> so with all of that being said. We get to recognize again that when we are in the process of healing our heart, heart healing, if you are calling that into your life, please recognize that at some capacity what you are inviting into your life is a series of heartbreaks in order for you to step back into full awareness of unconditional, pure, not only self-love, but connecting more deeply to the love of um, infinite spirit, infinite love, infinite wisdom, to creator, to God, to all that is. And basically, um, that is the message. But I am feeling called to maybe share a little story medicine. One of my favorite clients who openly allows me to share some of her stories is that she recently was in a situation where her she she <clears throat> found somebody that she just got to be in love with <laughs> you know falling in love being in love being in the bubble of love and her and this person got to experience this very intensely And through that process, it was unfortunately for her a very short-lived experience because there were ethics, morals, and values that were involved. Um, You know, sometimes they say, right person, wrong time, right? 
And this was one of those situations. And as she began to set healthy boundaries, stick with her morals and values, and thus realizing that this may be the right person, but it is the wrong time, had to take a step back. And not through any violence, not through any external circumstances, through her own alignment with self, through her own journey of self-love, she realized that being in the bubble of love with self was more important than being in the bubble of love with somebody else who was not in full alignment with where she desired to be, who she was calling herself to be. (laughs) And that caused a little bit of heartbreak for her, right? Because there was some sense of abandonment that came up, right? Having to leave, there was some desire for changes to be made and for structures to be shifted for people pleasing to kind of be enacted for this chaser hunter vibe to come forward and it didn't right because both people were standing in their own self-love and um both people have this deep opportunity to Recognize that even though you can participate in extreme levels of self-love and still experience some heartbreak, right? And in these wounds, abandonment, rejection, betrayal, um, these, these were the ones that were specific to her. She really got to remember the times that she actually felt that way. Although this situation definitely catalyst something within her, um, she had to go on a journey to recognize that this person didn't abandon me. <laughs> I chose me. And it's interesting how even though I chose me, I'm still feeling abandoned. Why? Because when the heart gets cracked open... Heart healing is then. When the heart gets cracked open and broken, what remains are the broken pieces of self. Now, luckily, because of all of the work that she had been putting in over an extended period of time, her ability to transmute, to transform, to come to terms with, to heal, she used, she pulled forward all of her tools. She talked to people that she trusted. She received, you know, energy healings. She shared her feelings. She journaled. She spoke with her counselor and therapist. She (laughs) did everything. Pulled together all of her tools and resources. And in three days' time, she transmuted all of that abandonment that was present with her at that time. To heal the inner teen. To heal the inner child. And so now, the heartbreak didn't become something that totally began to ruin her. Um, You know, of course, whenever we get into these kinds of situations, right? Our self-sabotage comes in. Our ego comes in. Our id comes in. All of these things start to come up to begin to create some level of control, right? 
and what we can do because the nervous system is stimulated because of the pain, emotional, mental, physical, etc. The body's going to take over, <laughs> right? The subconscious mind is going to take over. So by being conscious and present, by being active, by pooling, by being present with self, by being mindful, that mindfulness of what was happening, that active um, participation in what was going on, started to transform, started to rewire those unconscious subconscious happenings and begin to shift them into conscious happenings. It's like, okay, this is not abandonment. This is what it is. And although abandonment is here, I love you. And I'm going to train you to realize that this is not what that is. And if it was what it is, I'm going to train you subconscious, unconscious to realize that it actually doesn't hurt as bad. I'm not going to respond to this stimuli in the way that I have before. And this is what I love, right? Because when we think about neurolinguistic programming, you know, we talk about how we as human beings have a certain level, level of neuroplasticity. And, you know, we have negative thoughts that are going through our head, which then cause negative emotions, which then cause negative actions, which then over a series of time just turn into negative behaviors, <laughs> right? Habits and behaviors that we do. So using this client's um, example specifically, here we are talking about a situation happened where she experienced loss. She, she had to remove herself from something that she really enjoyed. It triggered an abandonment wound. Negative self-talk, negative dialogue from past similar past experiences came forward. She then decided to become proactive while her subconscious, unconscious mind was kind of spilling over and taking over to begin to rewire, to use neuroplasticity, to use talk, you know, to use talk therapy, to use journaling, to use energy healing as a way to literally rewire her entire body. So that way moving forward, her response to this kind of stimuli will shift over time. And she had said that it was amazing because a situation, a very similar situation happened to her about four or five years ago and it took her several months to get over it and so not only has heartbreak and heart healing provided her with an opportunity to um heal but it has also provided her an opportunity to witness how this work that she has been putting in has actually shifted has actually worked several months of suffering reduced down to three days that is potent that is potent that that is empowering right and so these are some of the offerings that um heartbreak and when you put value when you put work into and you put value into heartbreak, some of the things that you will get to see in your heart healing is deeper, deeper layers of self-love, stronger boundaries, quicker recovery time, 
right? And possibly the quicker recovery time comes from you setting boundaries earlier, you having a stronger sense of awareness earlier in, in the game, right? Of love, of connection, of relationships, business, family, romantic, otherwise. So, <laughs> with all that being said, that feels very complete for me. You know, I like to try to keep these things short. But at the end of the day, Spirit is saying, you know, when we choose heart healing, we are choosing to put ourselves in a challenging position, in a unconscious um triggered state of being in order to improve the quality of um, our moment by moment choice so that we can make better choices step by step, but also so we can reduce the recovery time of heartbreak. And all of this is all because we begin to deepen our love with ourselves. And my client, she just keeps saying, I have never loved myself this way before. Like, I have never been so attracted to myself and loved myself this way because I am exactly the woman that I've always wanted to be. I've, I'm, I am the woman that I say that I am. And that has been... Um, just the most profound experience. So if anything, heart healing, although challenging, is a journey to falling in love with you and seeing yourself and loving yourself in the way that God, the creative force, infinite love, infinite spirit, sees and loves you as well, which is so deeply. You are magnificent. You are perfect. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are a miracle and so deeply loved. So thanks so much for rocking with me. I hope that this message touches somebody's heart and soul. And, um, you know, this was a Spotify exclusive, so you will find this on YouTube, which I love kind of uh, opening up space for that, right? So if you like it, go ahead and follow my page leave a comment down below on what you thought about the about this episode and um we will be back soon peace and love